Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to another Lions Den with Seth. Hopefully, everybody's doing good, and and your your weekend is going straight, and because you are here right now, uh, we do appreciate this, y'all. We appreciate y'all joining us. We're going to have an outstanding show. <clears throat> if you haven't done so already, make sure you go to streamyard.com forward slash Facebook so you can be in this conversation okay we're going to be talking about coaching with connie y'all it's going to be super dope but of course couldn't do this without my homies all right yo Herm, what's up man how you living bro what's going on man doing okay bro how are you man it's all right man i uh did a um <clears throat> a wedding last night or yesterday for my homie man shoe congratulations to him and his bride it was dope hey what's going on cc what's up what's going on miss jackie so it, it was dope, man. So it's like I, I haven't spent it like DJed for a whole entire wedding in so long. I was like, ah, my goodness, I forgot that was like work, work, you know? Right, and, right. And then what's I going came, on, Miss Jackie? Go ahead. Yeah, then I came back and, you know, just to decompress. Man, I caught this movie, bro. Hmm, what movie you catch? Man, Crystal, what's going on? Y'all, listen. <laughs> Look, I watch. Suicide Squad Part Two. Okay, I'm not going to spoil it for nobody, but to me, I just a hey, scale of one to ten, I give it around the four, five, negative four. Yeah. Was it better than that Tyler Perry movie, the one with the fake weeds? Oh, uh, oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, you know what I'm saying? But other than that, what's going on, uh, Christine? Uh, yeah, it was. Yo, it was it was a mess. But anyway, what's up with you, man? Oh, I caught a movie too. I watched that new Candyman, man. And I'm, Bro, I'm gonna tell you, you something. Did, did, did you say it? I'm gonna tell you something. He what said gonna, it, ladies and gentlemen. Hold he on, said, hold on. Hey, what I'm gonna say about this movie, man? Jordan Peele, mm -hmm. whatever he has his hands on, man, is going to be the truth. Yeah, because the other remake of Candyman was was not that good. Wait, you know? wait, was it? They this tried is a, to remake a, it before. Yeah, they didn't remake it. They made like a part two of it. Oh, kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah. Now, this one right here mm -hmm. was the truth, man. It was a really good movie. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's got, it's got my lady shook. Mm -hmm. I said, I said Candyman in the house one time to her. She ready to move out of the house. Bro, like, it's just a movie, man. Chill no, out. Right? But, 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 bro, you got to understand this. We so extra. And, ladies and gentlemen, let me know in the comments if y'all would even say it. Right, five times in the mirror. Would y'all do it? Like me, I ain't I ain't no punk. Like I, I say bloody mirror, you know what I'm saying? But when it comes down to candy, Yeah, something man, about candy, man. You don't want to do that, you know I, what I mean? Bro, we got itch. Yeah, I say bloody mary too. I really won't say bloody mary, but I'm just saying you won't say nah, it. Nah, hell no. Nah. Why why? I mean, <laughs> will something happen? Probably not. 
But why even take that chance? You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Hey. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, would y'all go, would y'all say the Candy Man? That's the that's that's the I don't know, man. I, hey, hey, anybody in the audience want me to tell y'all what happens at the end? No, no. Uh, who no, listening want me to tell y'all what nobody, happens? No, hey, look, yeah, we ain't doing. Hey, we talk about super Suicide Squad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, because that's how I felt. You know what I mean? I felt that I was slowly dying watching this, watching this bro, movie, bro. bro. And then what makes it so bad? It's just me. It was so much money put into it. You dig what I'm saying? And you got the A listers and everything like that. It was just. It was a mess, man. But ugh, DC, DC Comics is doing whatever it can to try to keep up with Marvel. With Marvel. Can't, do can't do it, bro. Can't do it. And, and I mean, it's like Marvel got so many different like alternate universes and different spins on spins on spins. Like they can go on forever. DC bro. can do the same thing, but for some reason they just can't get it together. See, she said no. If Miss Jackie don't want me to do it, I ain't gonna do it. You can't do it for me. I don't because I don't give. I don't really care about what you say. But if Miss Jackie tell me not to do it, who am I? Anyway, (laughs) hey, well, look, hey, check it out, man. We got our uh, guest on. You mind introducing her? Oh, we do. Hey, so today we got we got we always have a special treat for y'all, but we definitely got a special treat for you guys today. track athlete and also working with the Air Force Wounded Warrior, uh, getting getting our people that maybe injured or something like that, ready to go to be high performance athletes. And it's also her birthday today. So we make sure we wish her a happy birthday, Miss Connie. All right, ladies and gentlemen, y'all give it up. <laughs> Sorry that my What's camera went silent. Man, it's, I turned 40. Oh, oh, see, I wasn't gonna do that. See, I wasn't gonna say it, but okay. See, look, <laughs> happy birthday I to you. That's for me. Oh, we ain't I've singing the whole thing? Bro, I don't want to shut the internet down. I'm great. Right? I can hey. sing, though. But I mean, you go ahead. don't go ahead. shut it down. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, y'all give it up for Miss Connie, right? Let's give it up. Happy birthday. Thank yes. you. I'm so excited. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I was looking forward to this all week. Uh, just like you said, it's my birthday today. And I just, this was the highlight, right? It's like, it's a lot of different things going on in my life right now. Mm-hmm. And I got to hang out with Seth. Trying to tell so, you. I was like, now is now. We know we've been trying to connect on different levels for a while. And finally, we get the chance to, we're here. So I'm an aggressive show right here, man. Yo, about to get um, it in. <laughs> I turned 40. We're gonna leave it there. Official cougar for those watching, official cougar. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, listen, hey, look, at least she put it out there. She's an yeah. official, right? So now what, what made it official? The turning 40 part. <laughs> yes, you can't call yourself a cougar and you're like 31. It's like I'm a cougar, because then you're like whatever but at 40 exactly <laughs> 40 i can get down with the 25 28 okay right? Well, well, look, oh. before we go into the show it's crazy though but um i knew some grandmothers in the 30s you dig so wouldn't that make them an official cougar you dig no, or is it just life just experiences it's the life ex- trust just <laughs> i think i'm gonna go with the that. age too you think what you say, her? We'll go with the age too. It's the age that make them the cougar. Mm-hmm. All it right, I can it's the age it. and experience to go with the age. 
I can dig it. All right. Well, go ahead, Herm. You can open it up, bro. What you got? Before before we before we go into questions, Miss Connie, I, I want you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself, your background, and um, what you're into right now. So, for those you don't know, but thank everyone who's watching, thank you all for watching and supporting uh, the Lions. Then I think it's such a dope program, and and the topics they talk about and things they talk about is amazing. So the fact that I'm even here at all is just it's an honor within itself. But with me. I ran track back in the day. We'll put that all the way back. And a uh, Chicago native. I grew up on the south side of Chicago, not outside of Chicago, not on the brim of Chicago, but I grew up on the south side of Chicago. Um, went to South Shore High School, Mighty Mighty Tark, got a full scholarship to Penn State University, where I was a sprinter, 100, 200, 400 sometimes, when I felt like running. The 400 um, went on to become an Olympian, the first in Penn State women's track and field history, made the okay. 2004 Olympic team for Athens, Greece, where it was hot as crap. I don't know what I can <laughs> say on the show, but uh, um, but got my bachelor's in psychology with industrial organizational as my emphasis, also with a master in business administration. I used to work with NFL players and professional soccer players, baseball players, and help them to improve their speed and overall sport performance. I currently work with, oh God, I feel like I'm talking to myself so much. This is a lot for that's me. That's what this is for. But that's the show. I don't, I don't do this. It's not that part of the struggle. I'm just putting it out there, but I did speed performance for professional athletes. I worked with um, Saquon Barkley, uh, Ike Taylor, uh, Marcus Allen, et cetera and helping them improve their speed. But now, probably one of the most fulfilling things that I do is that I work with uh, Air Force Wounded Warrior Program. I've been in the Wounded Warrior Program world for about six years now. I started off with SOCOM, uh, Special Operations Command, as their track coach, and then the branch chief of the Air Force Wounded Warrior Program procured me, if she's watching, procured. Yes. As the uh, from uh, when I was working the Invictus team, the Invictus Games is an opportunity where injured warriors from across the world can compete against each other. And of course, Team US had the team, and that's where our branch chief, Marsha Schroderman, procured me from SOCOM and carried over. And now here I am working the high performance program, and we're getting ready for our first virtual service-wide event September 13th to the 17th. So yeah, that's like a whole lot of Connie's compacted in about two minutes. Oh, oh. well, look, hey, I got a question because I know that you have dealt with a lot of different individuals that was, uh, that I guess comes with a lot of different egos, right? So did you ever have to, or was there ever an individual that you dealt with that ego was like so high and you kind of had to bring them down to helping to build them back up physically? But I I think that came with a lot of athletes, especially with um, when I worked with professional athletes or collegiate athletes going into the professional world. Mm -hmm. Being a, a female in the sport performance field, 
it's hard to, it, what I come across as men, right? We're just going to put it out there and say it is what it is. So here you come, this female, and I'm not a, I'm a, I'm an athletic female, right? But let's call it what it is, a tomboy. But I don't come across, I mean, I got the hair, I got the 30 inch weed with the nails, my eyelashes and all this other stuff. So when they step onto the field, it's like, wait, who, what you think you're about to teach me? Yeah. Like, first of all, I can probably run faster than you. My agility game is on point. Maybe you can get me in the 225 test, in the bench test, maybe, but we'll see about it. So from that perspective, it, it takes that. I, mm-hmm. I was constantly trying to, to prove who I was and the skills that I brought forward to bring someone in. So all it took was one athlete. It's like, okay, coach, you're the last one to work with because I work with predominantly men. Like, okay, maybe you could look at my start. And then you have some more of the bigger names listening in. It was like, oh, she knows what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. So I went from having like one athlete in my core group to 15 to the point that I had to push people off. I'm like, okay, let this person work with you. Let that person work with you. And I'll look at your video and I'll come back to you. So yes. everyone has to be brought down, but it was, it wasn't, it was more so just because let's be real. I'm working with a bunch of NFL players and, MLB players, and when they think about women, they think about those who they think about those who can possibly thank you. They think about those who possibly can get in their pockets. I don't want mm-hmm. your pockets. I don't care about your money, boo. Yeah. I was like, right now you're broke. You're a college kid. You have no money. Mm-hmm. You need me. So to bring them back down to to their way of thinking, it just took experience. So I never had to break someone down per se. Just took me showing what I knew. Oh, so I want to go a little bit to the beginning about about track. Uh, how did you get started in track? What made what what drew you to track and um, lead you to succeed all the way to get the scholarship for Penn State? The truth. The truth. <laughs> and only the truth. Yeah. What, what was track? What was the draw? Boys. See that drew me to track when I tried to talk. I can go out there and run for a little bit. So you know, the women out there had me out there really? thinking I can run. Hey, but I but found out quick though. There we go. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Gabby. But it was voice. I'm gonna do a little camera talk because my phone's getting ready to die. But it was the voice. I'm just gonna be honest. It was the fact that there were boys running around in in tight shorts, short shorts, and I was like, okay, that's kind of cool to do. But the the truth be told, the track coach, my high school track coach, he found me in gym class. And these two boys, I feel like, okay, let me just go off the record and say, I don't hate men. Mm-hmm. It's just my experience in the game has come from men constantly trying to challenge me. But these two boys in my gym class, they want to challenge me to a race. It's like, all right, cool, let's race. And it's like, you think you're so fast. Well, all right, whatever, I probably am if you're asking me this question. And we raced in off the off the line. They had me about 20 meters in, went past and blew straight by him. According to my high school track coach, uh, Haywood Richmond, if I was sure, he, uh, he broke his neck trying to get down the steps to <laughs> get my attention. So every lunch period, he came and was like, hey, you want to sign up for the track team? I said, no, because I play basketball. I run track. I play, mm. you know, I play basketball. And so one day I was like, listen, maybe if I say yes this time, 
maybe you'll leave me alone. And mm -hmm. so my mom said, now that you signed up, you have to go. I was like, what? She's like, you got to go because you signed up. So, you know, I showed up to track practice and the fastest girl on the team at that time, I beat her. I was like, huh. Then they came with this cross country mess. We run through the woods. Yeah. I said, this is, this is, no, 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 no. This is not what I signed up for. I didn't sign up for running through nobody's woods. I signed up for that straight stuff and the stuff that you occasionally turn, but nothing running through the woods. But once I got my, uh, I went to junior nationals in Washington, the state of Washington. I don't remember what city, but it was in the state of Washington, Seattle. And the coach from Clemson wanted to, talked to me after my race and I didn't know why. I was like, it's creepy old white dude. Want to talk to some young high school girl like freak show. I didn't know. And, <laughs> and so and then when I got home, I got a call from the University of Florida from Tom Jones, may he rest in peace. And then I got a call from University of Nebraska, from Penn State, University of Texas. And as they're talking, it's like, oh, you don't have to worry about costs for school. We'll pay for it. My parents snatched that phone. She'll take it. She'll take it. They're all friend deals. <laughs> right. So I said, they're all friend deals. So now, we, now I was in a driver's seat. I was a straight A student. I was a uh, 4.2 high school student. So I was a, wow. I was a cool nerd. You were, no, ain't no such thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was a cool. I was a cool nerd. So. All right. Uh, well, so here, here's the question, though. What what made you pick the college that you did? What was the the defining, you know, um, I guess, choices, you know, as far as the options? What was it that made you pick where you went? So Penn State, I'm, I'm a first of all, Penn State had, had a very strong academic reputation, right? They um, it's Penn State University, mm -hmm. right? Like. I was offered the opportunity to have an academic scholarship there, but their standards were so high that if I didn't keep a 3.5 and I got a 3.4999 scholarship, mm. high. but their academic, their academic reputation was really high. The mm -hmm. other part, if I had to be 100% honest, is that at the time they didn't have a, a sprint reputation for the university. No one knew about Penn State on the sprinters level. So if I came in and I made the noise I was supposed to make, then everything that happened, I was the first to do so. I broke records. I was the first. They never had a sprint Big Ten champion. They never had a sprinter make it to nationals, make it to NCAAs, never had a sprinter Olympian or Olympian period. It was my moment to make history. And yes. if I can make history, right? It's like records are made to be broken, mm -hmm. period. But being the first, I don't care how slow I ran, I would always be the first to set mm -hmm. it up and to, and to set up a school for his reputation. So between those two things and with the final piece of it, who I love near and dear to my heart, who made waves, um, Coach Carol Smith. Well, now she's Coach Carol Smith Gilbert. Um, she recruited me heavily to come to Penn State. She was cool. She wrote me personal letters. Hey, you know, we're checking you out for this, this, and that. And she just, she was a great overall coach. And if she was not the coach at that time at Penn State, I probably wouldn't have signed. Mm. But she convinced me that I could break world records. Wow. Like that's the type of person she was. She convinced me that I could run on water. That's how good she was. She's now taking over the program over at University of Georgia 
as a director for both male and female, for both men and women, track and field program at the University of Georgia. So she's doing some dope things. She just did it uh, at USC. So now she's moved on to the SEC to see if she can do the same thing. So, but that's why I chose Penn State. So, okay, you know go what? Carol, go Coach Carol Smith. Right. Oh, so, and, and I'm going to give it to you, uh, uh, Herm, but I, I, she said something that was real key. And I think that this ties into the actual, you know, to the actual subject as far as coaching. You have to be coachable. You get what I'm saying? So, and this is a message to anyone out there that's listening and that want to enhance anything in their life. Connect with individuals that are doing what you want to do and listen. You dig what I'm saying? Because if you knew it all, you would have already been doing it. So I'm glad that you said that. That was dope. Go ahead, Herm. Hey, so coming from your background, you probably have a a perspective that most of our listeners would not have about what's going on in the Olympics and whatnot. Uh, and specifically talking about what went on with Shakari Richardson and how that whole situation played out from the failed drug test to – is she still on? Yeah, she's still there. Uh, from the failed drug test to uh, being suspended, right, and then mm-hmm. coming back coming back in the fashion that she did. In, in your perspective, uh, what do you think was going through her mind or, you know, what would be going through your mind if, if you was either her teammate, you know what I'm saying, if – if he was her teammate or somebody that's close to her, how do you how do you view that situation? So first of all, let me put this out there. And if by some chance, somehow, some way, Shikari is listening, I am team Shikari all day long. Why am I team Shikari? Um, as you know, we spoke offline before. It's like my mission in life is to help women walk in their confidence. And I believe walking in your confidence is the walk in your truth. You walk in exactly who you are and you own it. That's what confidence is. You own it. It doesn't matter what people expect you to be, what people want you to be. You are who you are and you own that and no one can shake you from it. And that's what Shikari does. She embodies that piece of it. Shikari walks who she is. And despite whatever she was going through, she decided she wanted to smoke a little good, good because of the passing of her biological mother. Mm-hmm. Was that the time to do it with something you trained so hard for? Now, I, I got it. You have talent, you have all these other things going on. But with these things you have, uh, you have to wait another, well, in her case, only three years versus four to do that, right? It's other ways to do it. You could have recognized your mom's name on the track. You could have did it by wanting to go to the Olympics. You could have got a custom jersey because she was in the driver's seat with the shoe companies and the sponsors, right? Like, because she's, and she said she's that chick. She said it at the end. She's like, I want people to go on that chick. And because she was that chick and she was making so many waves, she was in a driver's seat for shoe companies, sponsors, to put whatever message she wants out there. And if mm-hmm. I were closer to her, I was like, listen, we can take this opportunity and we can, we can bottle it up into something so much bigger, right? A whole campaign behind your mom's name and whatever she died from, whether it was, I don't know what it was, but anything from domestic violence to breast cancer to whatever it was she died from. You could have built this whole campaign around it and built something else from her name. But because of the decisions you made in that moment, and I'm not saying that you can't, it's just harder for you to do 
So now she comes through and she backs it up and it's like, you know what, real talk for life. You know, track is it just like they call, you know, football the game of inches. Track is the same way. It's the game of inches. It's not, it's it's the difference between someone running a 10-6 versus a 10-7-2, you know, is mechanics. It's the start. So it's it's small, minute changes that you can make in between and between to become the spokesperson of the sport. Mm-hmm. So do I stand by her decision to smoke weed? She could smoke it, right? I'd rather you just take a shot because they'll test for shots. Mm-hmm. You could took a shot, you could have been, you could it could have been what it was. But it's like now you gotta take a break and now you have to back it up. Everybody just saw Prefontaine where she didn't run her best mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And it took a hit and she went and she went on the, on the defense. Like any right. alpha female would, like whatever. I had a bad race, but I'll be back. All right. So, like I said, I stand by Shakari. I I do wish that she made different decisions, um, but I appreciate her because the, her bravado in the sport and how she handles herself has been something that's been looked down upon across female athletes across any sport. If a female goes pointing her hand in the air or saying "I'm that chick" out of her chest, people look the other way, like "Oh, that's not ladylike." But here they go. They have us running in panties and a bra. Mm. So, like, it's like, what else are we supposed to do to show we're athletes? If men can run in full length shorts and not short their stomach, then what's the difference between a woman doing the same? Like, why do we have to run in underwear? So, I can get a whole other soapbox with that. Mm. But all in all, that volleyball, is- volleyball just protested that. Mm-hmm. Hey, so look, hey, Connie, got a got a question down below. It says, do you think her mindset would change now? No, because she is who she is. She's not going to change. Her my overall mindset, she's the girl. She's a competitor by nature. Yeah, She's been that way. If you look back, Shikari Richardson has been talking off bottom mouth since high school. We're just hearing about it because now she's on Olympic stage. This girl ain't going to change. Mm. She's still, she got butt naked last. And a world-renowned meet, the Prefontaine Classic, and she still says she's that chick. She's not going to change. However, someone else needs to come and guide her just a little mm-hmm. differently. I don't want you to change. So, Shakar, if you're watching, yeah. I'm in Orlando. I know you're training Claremont. I got you. I'm here for you because I'm Team Shakari. I got a shirt that says it. I'm here for this. That mm. chick. Dope, so, dope. All right. Well, look, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a pause for the cause right now. But if you haven't done so already, please make sure you share this. Share this. Y'all, we're here with Miss Connie coaching with Connie, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Yo, so look, hopefully, hopefully y'all can pick up some of these jewels that she's dropping, y'all. And we will be right, right back. One thing we can cherish during these times is family dinners. Think about it. The nice, succulent, southern fried chicken, baked beans cooked to perfection, creamy macaroni and cheese, cornbread. You get the point. Come check out Kevlar's Grill, where all the meals are cooked with perfection, professionalism, and love. Located outside the Scott Air Force Base back gate inside the VFW is where you can find them. Also, they have military discount for all of our serving members. Give them a call. Their number is 618-416-5700. And that's inside Scott VFW Post 
888-444-4183. And they also have Grubhub. Call them now and tell them that the Lions Den sent you. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Seth with the Lion's Den. Are you or someone you know looking for a tool to help them be more accountable? Check out the Black Collar Mindset, the art of strategic thinking. It's a manual to help maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable every step of the way. Go to theblackcollarmindset.com to grab your copy today. Again, the website is theblackcollarmindset.com. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Let's get it together. Hey, y'all, welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, before we get it back in with everybody for the Lions Den, I want to let y'all know about this new show. Y'all, look, coming the 25th of September at McKendry University at the Hettenhausen Center. Excuse me. It's German, y'all. The Hettenhausen Center uh, for Arts is a stage play named Loving You. Okay, so it's presented by the KDL Productions, written by local recording artist Kiera. Y'all know her, y'all. She's super, super dope, right? So this explosive uh, evening will encompass everything performing arts, okay? From acting, dancing, poetry, and music, not to mention a ball of emotions. So as we as we witness this realness amongst family and within love affairs, you got to check out Loving You. OK, so the tickets look at the screen. If you can't see it and you're listening to this later, get your tickets at www.iamkdl.com. That is www.iamkdl.com. All right. Y'all got to go and check it out. Y'all support, support. Yo, Yo what, you, what city is that in? Oh, that's over here in Illinois, man. That's oh, Illinois. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's actually not far from us, doggone it. It's over in Lebanon. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. They need they need more actors. Anyway, so um, uh, so what you think? Oh, Yo, know, what you think about the show so far? Man, I think it's freaking great, man. You know what I'm saying? We we're getting to talk to somebody that has, you know, what I'm saying experience on the athletic level at the, the highest peaks, you know what I'm saying? So, and now I, I'm really excited to talk about the next phase of the show is how she helps people with uh, high performance. Oh yeah. Did I get that right? It's, it's high performance, right? Yeah, high performance. yeah, yeah, high performance. So, and so, so do you feel a little uh, encouraged to, to try to race? Because I remember the last race we saw. Man, I hurt my leg, dog. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I need to talk to her about how that, you know what I'm saying? How can I avoid pulling a hamstring and calf muscle at the same time? You know what I'm saying? Because I wouldn't want that race. Bro, check it out. You you, you didn't pull a hamstring and a calf muscle at the same time? Hamstring and a calf muscle at the same time, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm explosive in this big ass body. No, that's your ass. Anyway, <laughs> back, back in the building. Okay. Woo. Hey, but, but before we go, hey Connie, I know you. I know you have a, a, a cause that you want to raise money for, right? Can you talk a little bit about that before we start back into the show? Yes, please. So, uh, so my brother. So it's, it's, it's a whole scenario. My brother, he's married to one of my best friends. He's also one of my best friends. And he suffered a stroke while working um, at the gym. And it was it was random. 
And long story short, he ended up with a brain bleed and had to go through brain surgery. So, uh, so if anyone who follows me on Facebook, I talk a lot about me having four kids and a rodent, which is a hamster, but I don't claim a hamster because hamsters are rodents. But nonetheless, um, but nonetheless, uh, you know, the struggle is real with four kids. And I am learning how to be a single mother, not with intent, but just because, you know, my best friend wants to be with the love of her life while he's going through this by his side. And if I'm able to help her out and be by her side and, you know, help out with the kids and the food and whatever else she helps, if not want to do that. But if you have any kids, you understand, right? They eat, they have needs. The mortgage doesn't stop. The bills don't stop just because you go through these things. You can call AT&T and say, hey, my husband just went through this. Can you pause the bill? They may do it once. They're not going to do it twice. And it's definitely not going to happen with mortgage payments. And I can't go to Walmart as a form of payment. It's like, here's my good blessings. So anything that, um, that anyone can donate, especially snacks. I'm going to say snacks again because we have a set of five-year-old twins here. And they could eat people underneath the table. There is no such thing as too many snacks. So, you know, whatever you want to donate, whether it's whether it's money, whether it's snacks, whether it's gift cards, blessings, prayers, we are accepting it all. Um, bar none. So if you can help out a family with four kids and a hamster, it would be it would be greatly appreciated. Um, Ali is a he's a great man. He was studying, actually studying. He just graduated with his nurse practitioner's degree with his master's literally just a few months ago. Um, and then this happened. So he was on his way to do big and great things. And he'll still continue to do great things. His name is Ali for a reason. He was literally named after Muhammad Ali because he fought his way through birth uh, to be brought into this world. So, so if you can help, um, cool. we all appreciate hey, it. Hey, and look, Everybody that's watching the Lions Den, look, y'all know how we get down, okay? So when this is done and it's up and, and everything we're promoting for, I make sure not only will the GoFundMe be there, but if there's a, a we'll, you know, put like a P.O. box or whatever if you guys want to give, right? Because that's what we do. You understand? It's more than just getting by, behind the mic and talking. You dig what I'm saying? We're about that action, too. You never know because on the flip side of it, you can be on that same side, you know, going through it. So you never know. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead, Herm. What you got, bro? Hey, so, so we done talked about your early life, you know what I'm saying, your your success and track and everything like that. So how did that lead you? How does that help you do what you're doing right now with the Air Force Wounded Warrior? Well, it was the experience, right? It was, it was having that experience of competing on a big stage, um, that experience of um, – even just training the athletes that I trained, right? But it's essentially, to be honest, nothing can truly prepare you for working with the population of people that I'm privileged to work with. So essentially, uh, every service, Army, Air Force, Marine Corps, Navy, and SOCOM are mandated to have a program, um, are mandated to have a program to help ill and injured military recover through sports that's mandated so now they took this program together and they created this competition called the warrior games the warrior games is a place where all the branches come together and no one get to compete against each other and it started off as this very 
motivational competition of monks of services. But as you go along, you get more and more competitive. People want gold. People want to perform at their highest level. They want to be the best. They want to be the, the best version of themselves. So here, when I come into play as a high performance coach is that essentially with the Air Force, I, I help teach our airmen to become athletes. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference when you're getting ready to go into war. You don't necessarily know when war is going to happen. You're just prepared at that moment. Now we're going to go. Well, competition is different, right? You have a set date in play. We're going go time September 13th, which is the start of the the military adaptive sports virtual competition. You know it's September 13th. So now we have a date to train to. That's where we're training to. So now I help them set up goals, break up training blocks, what it should look like, how you should feel, things of that nature. So they're better prepared for it. So they don't have to guess anymore. So it's no guessing game. So when people go out and train and guess like, oh, I'm hoping I'll be ready by then. No. Training sets you up. It's like taking a test or studying for a test. If you study right. for it, you don't have to worry. It's like you're good. You're at peace. It's those folks who don't study, who aren't mm-hmm. prepared to scramble and their nerves are wrecked. Well, the same right. thing happens in sports. If you haven't trained for a competition, then your nerves are like, oh my God, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And you just begin doing too much, begin overtrain. And what I do is essentially take, because of games, you can compete in like five, six, seven sports or like the ultimate champion who competes in all eight individual sports. You have to know how to break that down and control your body and your rest period and your recovery period. And then balance family, social life, work life on top of all of that. So I, my purpose is to help bring that in and teach them how to control those factors essentially. Yeah. And so, you know what? I remember when I first met you and I was uh, that was my not just the first time meeting you, but really connecting with the Warriors. And you have some very, very positive individuals. And ladies and gentlemen, what we're talking about, the Wounded Warriors, there are individuals that are physically you know, wounded. And also they have the visual wounds and the invisible wounds. Right. And so when they are possibly going through a med board, right, to get rid of, to, to get out of the military and starting to transition, there's a feeling of a lack of camaraderie, you see. And so what this also helps them to do is find a place where they can, you know, cheer each other on and get back to where they want to be and or where they need to be and to feel included into something. So my question for you, Connie, is have you ever dealt with an individual that was so caught up in their current situation that they couldn't see past it and you had to coach them into, you know, seeing more for themselves? Oh, Absolutely. So we go through, we have events called carry events and our carry events are, it's more, it's an introductory camp to show pretty much what it is that, that we do. And there, when you come into it, a lot of warriors come into it, like there's nothing wrong with me or this program isn't for me because I don't have a visible wound. I'm not blind. I'm not missing a leg. I'm not in a wheelchair. So even getting through that process to say this program can even help you as well. It's not just for these visible or, I'll just, just say visible, you know what I'm saying, visible wounds. So it takes the coaching to that point. It's like, okay, great. You know, well, this is for you. So if it's not for you, just try it. You're here. So let's take the first step. Go ahead and do a jog or do a drill or get in a race chair, get in a basketball chair, get in a rugby chair, sit on the court, 
it varies. Like, just try it. If it's not for you, just try it. You're here now. You might as well take advantage of it and not, you know what I'm saying? And not, and not waste your time and not miss out on opportunities. So it starts from, it starts from there. And some of our more pronounced athletes, I will say those who have the more natural capabilities are more likely the ones who say, this isn't for me because they went through something where they were something mm-hmm. more in their head. And that's the only place where I can find common ground. Um, I I never, or will I ever compare where I am or where I've been to where they've been. Being going to the Olympics is not the same as going into war or serving in a military capacity ever. However, comma, being in a place where I was at the highest echelon of competitiveness, the Olympics is it. There's nothing higher for amateur sports. And to go from that to going to something like CrossFit and having to build back up again, it's a struggle. I hate it. It sucks because I suck at it in the beginning. And they're going through the same thing. They, they never ran track before. They never shot a basketball from a wheelchair. They never sat in a race chair. Like, we suck at it. I used to be, you know, special forces, da 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 Or I used to do this, da 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 and now this is what I'm redeeming back to. So that's where I can kind of coach them. Like, I get it. Like, I was running, you know, under, well under 23 seconds and 200 meters. And now I show up at a CrossFit gym and they have 200s in the workouts. And it's just like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. But, you know, I was national champion at this race. And, yeah, this is about to, but Jane Doe or, Jim Smo are here smoking me in 200 meters and it drives me insane. So I kind of help coach them to get over that mental hump. That this mm. is understand where you train from your now and not from where you were. There you go. You try to train from where you were, you're in trouble. Train from mm-hmm. your now. Your now that, that leaves you open for endless possibilities. If you train from your now, where you were, let that person go. That was yesterday. And even something as recent as yesterday. You can't even train to the person of yesterday, right? You have to train a person like right now in this moment. So that's kind of how I coach and navigate our warriors through. Nice. You hear that? You hear that, Herm? You hear that? Hold on. See, he muted. See, so exactly. See, (laughs) see, that's what happens when you start talking mess. (laughs) Get him. I never really even thought about it like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? that folks that, you know, most of most of our military people come with some kind of physical fitness and they take pride in what they're able to do. And now you're asking them to shoot a basketball from a wheelchair, what that does they mental. That kind of happened to me not too long ago, man, to be honest. What happened? I took the firefighters test, right? Why? I took because I, I was gonna be a firefighter. So I took the firefighter. Are you serious? Yeah, uh, it was last week actually. Oh I took, my God. I took the firefighters test. I'm looking at these little dudes that's killing it. I'm like, I got this, man. You know, this little dude can do it. You know what I mean? I'm stronger than all of them put together. But my condition wasn't there. I still passed the test, but I thought I was going to die. And then I felt really bad about myself. I was like, damn, man, how did I struggle? Got all these little, you know what I'm saying, little twigs. I'm, I'm the one struggling and I can lift more than all of them. But it did mess with my head. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, man, you know what I'm saying? Well, stop laughing at me, damn it. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the problem was? Your ass is old, man. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. And I'm 270, man. I'm like, God damn, you ain't 250 no more. Man. Anyway, uh, so so I I, I I thought, I think about that, and I'm thinking about what you're saying as far as helping the athletes get over that, you know what I'm saying? Because I can imagine what they could be feeling about what they what their life is going to be like from here on out. So I really appreciate, you know what I'm saying, you giving them that because once you can overcome that, I, I feel like you, you're you about to start accepting what your life is going to look like forward and it's not that bad. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the big thing of it, right? It's getting to that point. It's like you can get from this point now. It's like if you can do this right now, you can do anything. It's right. like we get so caught up in what we used to do, what we were able to do. It's and but the minute you have to put a track athlete in a race chair, they're like, Oh my gosh, this is this is too much. I can't do this, I can't do that. But it's like when I tell like, well, in theory, anything over 400 meters, you can actually push faster in a race chair than you did on your feet. Really, that's why race chair athletes can do 100, 200, 400, 800, 1500, 3000 meters, 5k, and a full marathon back to back. Ambulatory athletes can't mm. recover that fast. I was like, so now you're at an advantage. What used to be a disadvantage, which you think is not an advantage for you as far as training wise, and you being more active and being able to do more things. So it's just a shift in perspective and their perception, which is the so, big thing to try to push. I don't care how fast you run, I don't care yeah. how many jump shots you can shoot. It's just my goal is to help you to help empower the power of you if that made any sense. It's like, right. you are your greatest resource. You are your greatest strength. If you can truly tap into all of that, then your limits don't exist. Unstoppable. No mm -hmm. So so question for you is, what is your biggest obstacle when it comes to working with Air Force Wounded Warrior? Is, are y'all properly funded or is it people? What is, what, is, what is your biggest roadblock? So I don't really consider it roadblocks. It's just... The crazy part, the grit, the biggest roadblock is the biggest strength, which is the okay. warriors themselves, right? It's the warriors themselves. And just, and more, I guess, if anything, just the education that people have past that point. That's what, you yep. think, you think ill and injured, you think they have to be in a wheelchair or they have to be missing mm -hmm. a leg or they have to be visually impaired. And that's not always the case, right? And that's, and that's just not with the public population. That's just not... If you put on the warrior games or any other event and you say wounded warriors and they're like, well, I don't see any amputees. It doesn't mean it's something going on, on the inside that they're battling with within themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. So like that's one part of struggle. And then the other part of that same struggle is the warriors themselves. Again, speaking up and speaking out loud about the issues and the struggles that they have to be involved in the program itself. Um, it's something we, we currently deal with all the time. And that's just not with Air Force. That's across all services. <laughs> this program is not for me. I don't need it because it means it's accepting that you are different from what you are before, from what you used to do, especially when it comes to, to some special forces. It's a struggle because now you're dealing with, with, you know, Green Berets and mm -hmm. Black Seals trying to adapt to their normal. And they're not willing to do that or they're not ready to do it. So when it comes to like funding, it's it's mandated. We're not worried about that part. You have to have it. It has to be funded. It has to be a thing. What we have to work on is getting the help to those who need it the most. 
to come and receive it and get that word out there. So like yeah. now on this platform, which is why I appreciate it, is so people know it's like, hey, just because I say ill and injured doesn't mean you're gonna see somebody, a veteran pushing out on a wheelchair on the side of the road, holding up a sign, helps the veteran. Mm-hmm. It could be your next door neighbor who's having, you know, night terrors and cold sweats and you don't you don't know it, but because he can get up and take his kids to school in the morning, he never recognize it. Ooh. But now that you hear it, hopefully yeah. spread the word. No, 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 no. It makes sense. Also, too, Herm, I would say this. What I've realized, too, on the other side and communicating with some leaders and everything, two things. A, they didn't know the program actually existed. Mm -hmm. See, they get it confused between the Wounded Warrior Project, right, and the Air Force Wounded Warrior. That's number one. Excuse me. And the other thing is they feel as though they're losing a body. You get what I mean? To more of a social program. You see what I'm saying? So they, 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 I wouldn't say that they don't support it, but you can tell they're a little apprehensive because in their mind, it's like, okay, this is just a way for them to malinger or stop doing their job, if that makes sense. Am I hitting it? Connie, what do you think? That No, you are hitting it. It's something that, that crosses over. It's not that the Wounded Warrior Project doesn't do great things. Mm-hmm. But it's confused for the two. Wounded Warrior Project is a is a non for profit organization that collects donations and charities and monies and everything else. Versus Wounded Warrior Program is a program again. I I can't emphasize it enough. It's mandated by government. It's mandated by law to have in place. So that's why you don't see. It's like oh, how can I donate? How can I help? You can't because it's a government funded program. APF funded, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't go through and say, hey, Seth, you want to donate? Can't do it. It's not legal. It's illegal to do. Mm-hmm. If, you know what I mean, to go and help. So that's that's how mandated it is. It's just like you can't go and bribe a senator or a general to do whatever. It's just as illegal to do that. So you have to go through the proper the proper steps and proper chains. Mm-hmm. So Wonder Warrior Project, yeah, you can donate money, you can have money going to it, all this other stuff. To, to gift anything to any military program, it's such a process to go through. What are you donating? What's the end game? Why are you doing it? What are you getting out of it? Why are you doing this? Because it looks like you're trying to benefit the government or you're trying to bribe the government and we won't even go into all that detail. But so right. it's, there are a bunch of big differences between the two. So although Wonder Warrior Project is doing some great things, we're not the same. Gotcha. So how how does one know if they're eligible for the the Wounded Warrior Project? So project, I don't know because I don't work for that. I mean the program. <laughs> you got me confused over here now. <laughs> I was like, I don't work for them. I don't I don't know how to do that. But with any service, I would I would probably I would go to their website. They all have various websites. And you can I would start with searching even for things like the Warrior Games, and then those links send you out to the different services to get in touch with their programs. I know with Air Force in particular, every uh, warrior who's enrolled in a program has a uh, RCC, a regional care coordinator, recovery mm-hmm. care coordinator. Um, and those are, those individuals is who pushes out the athletes or warriors to that. So Air Force, for example, we have more than just adaptive sports. We have um, a caregiver program. We have a mentorship program. We have an ambassador program. We have an employment and transition program. 
We have a wellness and resiliency program, but it's up to RCCs to push out say, hey, Connie is going through this and that. This would probably be good, you know, good form. So, but the quickest way to do it, look at the websites. Everybody has a Facebook page, Military Adaptive Sports for SOCOM, AFW2 for Air Force. Um, I can't remember what Army is called, but they all have different pages. So if you go through and reach out, or you can go and reach out to me directly. I saw that my handle was pushed out through the chat. So you can reach out to me and then I can point you in that direction as well. But the quickest way to do it is just search on our Facebook feed. Hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm going through. How can I get in? Right. And also, too, ladies and gentlemen, those that you're, that's watching, that's affiliated, excuse me, with the Air Force, you can go to the your uh, Airman Family Readiness Center and they can also connect you to your to the RCC. All right. But, um, yo, Connie, I want to thank you, though, for coming in and spending this time with us. You know what I'm saying? On your birthday. You know what I'm saying? All right. Hey, could have been anywhere, but she's getting it. Look at that wine list. Wow. Okay. And as a matter of fact, y'all look. It's a style shirt, too. That's fun. That's what makes it even funnier. Yeah. And look, she got <laughs> Yo, you still got that wine glass, that big wine glass? It is. I do have it, but it's not like within reach. I packed it. Listen. Up. Homeless bro, bro, let me tell you something. She can put a whole bottle of wine in this wine glass and we'll be yeah. sipping from this out of line. But anyway, yo, Herm, what you got, man, for your final word, bro? Hey, so I really want to thank you for coming on. And again, happy birthday to you. Um, you shared you shared a perspective from us that uh that you had normally had to pay for, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? But the experience that you have and what you continue to do for our people, you know what I'm saying, the military folks. Uh, you opened my eyes to it because I really didn't know much about the the program, program, right? <laughs> Got it. So I didn't know, I, I really didn't know much about the program and the perspective you hit me with, uh, leave me thinking, you know what I'm saying? Like, dang, you know what I'm saying? I need to be cognizant of the people, the vets that I know around me and what they might be feeling about themselves after serving in the military. So thank you. Uh, Miss Connie for coming on. Uh, we hope to see you again on here soon. Most definitely. And also, too, I want to give you an, an opportunity to talk to our audience as far as how you can connect with them outside of just the physical aspects, but connecting with them as individuals. You mind talking about that real quick? Oh, not at all. It's, it's a part of my heart and soul. So the, the one of the things that I, I love and enjoy uh, with working with Air Force Wounded Warrior is that I'm able to connect with them individually, right? It's more so, it's more than just training them. I get to actually talk to them on the phone through Zoom, one-to-one -one contact. And before we get to the training piece, there's mental pieces that we have to break through. Whether it's things with family, whether it's things going on personally, but we have to get through that point first, right? Like we have to push past those roadblocks to get you to the track, to get you to the weight room, to get you to the basketball court. And that's that's a part that I actually enjoy the most is helping warriors break through those barriers. And that's something that I enjoy doing with uh, people on an individual basis. Now I do specialize in working with women. Uh, my mission statement is that I help women build a foundation of confidence so strong, a foundation of self-love so strong that no one's opinion, behavior, or rejection can rock them. What does that mean? It means that you're able to walk in your truth, period, point blank. 
does that mean that I am trying to preach to you to stay where you are and stay in, in comfort and be complacent? Not at all. What it is, is that I help coach you to the point that you are who you are. I am a nerdy, glam, tomboy who likes to wear eyelashes, makeup, sneakers, drinks wine on a regular basis, and likes attention from men. Let's just put it out there. Period, point blank. Yes, I am single. We can talk about that later. However, comma, but that's the point that I like to get people to. Own it. Own that confidence. Own who you are. And once you do that, any door that you try to walk through, I promise it'd be much easier for you to get through that door because you own who you are in expectation. You're more aware if that's the door you should walk through in the first place or not. So if you need to get in contact with that, um, I am Consuela across pretty much any social media platform you can find me, except for Instagram because someone else decided to say I am Consuela. So on Instagram, I am Consuela Renee, but Facebook, I am Consuela. TikTok, I am Consuela. Website, which is built in progress, it's iamconsuela.com, but I am currently accepting um, new clients at this moment. So if you want to get in touch with me, that's how you get in touch with me. Oh, oh. thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another Lion's Den with Seth. And hopefully not only do you go and uh, check out Consuela on her Twitter, Instagram, and all of that. But don't forget about that GoFundMe, all right? So look in the chat. We got that there. Don't forget, right? Help when you can, if you can. You dig what I'm saying? Because you never know when you might need that help. But listen, y'all, this has been an outstanding show. If you need a coach, you have to be coach ready. You dig what I'm saying? Stop running off at the jibs talking about what you want to do, but you're not surrounding yourself with people that's doing what you want to do. You understand? Because look at Herm, right? Look, he want to be a fireman tomorrow. Look at me. me. Look I passed the test, though. You, you, <laughs> I passed the test, man. Hating on me. <laughs> no, well, listen, we go. Hey, Connie, don't go anywhere, right? <clears throat> We're getting ready to log on off. But, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another Lions Den. We appreciate y'all. By the way, next week is what is a Labor Day, right? Labor Day weekend. Don't give me the line. I don't know. See, that's what happens when folks don't have calendars. You dig what I'm saying? Get your calendar. <laughs> but anyway, y'all, listen, next week we're going to do a replay of. Uh, the, uh, Colonel Sabaz. Okay, if y'all missed that, that was a super dope, dope bro. What's a dope dope? We're dope dope. Man, it's gonna be hot. So look, y'all, y'all make sure to catch that. We're gonna y- y'all gonna see it live. Okay, next week Sunday at six o'clock. Not, not live, but yeah, replay. But, but hey, but it's gonna be a replay live though. You did because live hey, replay. You know what, though? Not only will it be live, though, we're still going to be there commenting with you. Okay? So we still have that ability. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, y'all enjoy the rest of y'all Sunday. Right on? Right on. Later.